And so, you know, a week kind of goes by, and, you know, I, I hadn't heard anything about it since. So I kind of went to Lauren. Like, she was passing by. I said, hey, Lauren, do you think Ryan was, like, serious about that, like, having me speak, like, preach? And she's like, I think so. And I was like, all right, all right. So, so I went to Ryan's office. I kind of knocked on his door and kind of opened it up a little bit. He's like, yeah, come in. You know, I'm kind of, like, timid, kind of scared to ask, kind of like, you know, maybe his five-year-old child coming in. Like, hey, hey, Ryan, hey, were you— serious about me speaking? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Are you cool with that? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. And then he comes back to me a week later and he said, hey, guess what? I'm going to be gone two weeks. You cool with two sermons? And I was like, yeah, sick. Let's do it. And so I was pumped. So now you guys get to hear me this morning. Ryan, I hope you're doing well, enjoying vacation. Hi, mom. I'm glad you're able to watch. You know, always got to give out a shout out to the mom. Uh, she says I'm her favorite preacher, so... How about that? At least someone enjoys listening to me. So, but I'm super excited this morning. We're going to be in John chapter 21, and uh, super excited to deliver God's word to you guys this morning, and I think it's going to be super applicable, something we can all relate to. So, um, the title of the sermon this morning is this. It is, Do You Love Me? Do you love me? Do you love me? You know, love, it's, it's such an interesting thing. I remember the first time I ever told my wife, who was then my girlfriend, that I loved her. We went to school in Pensacola, Florida, and we're sitting there in Pensacola, Florida, and we're sitting, it was a nice, beautiful night. I, uh, it was kind of cool, we were, like sweatshirt weather, jeans, but not too cold. And we're sitting there, we're sitting at our big bell tower on campus, sitting on a bench there, and we were just talking. We would usually go and sit and talk at that bench like every night. You know, you know how it is when you're dating and you're just like so excited. And so like we're talking and we're super, we, we just, we're loving it. And you know, she's sitting there, she's talking like it's like, it's like a movie scene. You know, the breeze is blowing her hair back and she's looking all good. And like, I'm like, wow, she looks good. And then she's talking, but like I couldn't hear a word she was saying because I was just so focused like, man, I love this girl. So she stopped talking and I just said, I love you. And she looked at me, I, I got so concerned, because she gave me the, like, most, like, what did you just say, Con like, look, like, what? Like, and she froze for probably 10, 15 seconds. I was like, are you okay? Like, you still breathing? Like, you, you still with me? And she's like, what, what did you say? And I said, I love you. And she was like, wow, I love you too. Yes, she loves me. And uh, I was pumped. I loved it. And now we're married. How about that? You know, but... Thank you. Thank you. We, we celebrated three months yesterday, two days ago. So I'm pretty much an expert, so if you need advice, let me, yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. All right, but this question we're presented with this morning is, do you love me? And that's the question we're going to take a look at this morning in John chapter 21. We're going to start in verse 15, and we'll read down to verse 17. Follow along with me. The Bible says in verse 15, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He, as in Jesus, Jesus said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you love me? 
Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you so much for the privilege it is to be in your house. Lord, I thank you so much for your awesomeness, your holiness. I thank you for the cross and you dying for our salvation. Thank you for your love. I pray this morning as we look in your word, you give me wisdom. You give me the words you'd have me to say. And Lord, I pray this morning it will be a blessing for everyone that came. I love you, Lord, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we get into this passage, I, I want to give some context. What, what's been happening? And so Jesus, he had told them to go to the Sea of Galilee. And they're on their way to the Sea of Galilee, some of the disciples. And they get there, and they're waiting for Jesus. And they're waiting there, and Peter's like, you know what? I'm going fishing. And honestly, some of you in this room can relate with me on this. Some, maybe not, but some can. Verse 3 is one of the saddest, most depressing verses in the Bible. If you look at it with me, it says this. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Now, if you're a fisherman, you can relate with me. It's pretty depressing when you go out fishing and you catch nothing, right? Now, in all sincerity, it's probably not that depressing to most of you. But to me, who likes to fish, I've been fishing and I've caught nothing. It's kind of sad. But they're going out, they fished all night, they caught nothing. And they're in the morning, they're on their way back into shore, and Jesus is on the shore. Now he calls out to them and he says, hey, you guys catch any fish? And they're like, no, we got nothing. He said, all right, put your net on the other side. Now immediately when that happened, Peter said, oh, I know who this is. I, I know who's telling us to do that. Peter takes off his coat, he dives in the water, and he swims to shore to see Jesus. Well, the rest of the disciples, they throw the net over on the other side, and they get all these fish to bring back in the boat. Well, they come back. They make it to shore. Peter, he swam to shore, and uh, they're on shore, and there's Jesus, and Jesus has breakfast ready for them. And Jesus has breakfast. They all come in. They bring some fish. They throw it on the charcoal grill, whatever's going on in Jesus' day, and they start cooking up breakfast, and they get to where we're at today, verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And that's where we're going to pick up our first point. This morning, I want us to focus on this question, do you love me? Do you love me? This morning, it's going to be a real, honest, heart-searching question, do you love me? Well, we're going to go ahead, we're going to get into the first point this morning. The first point is this, do you love me more than these? You know, it's interesting, when we get to the these, what does the these stand for? Do you love me more than these? Well, there's two theories that have been come up with this. And the first theory is this. Well, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, Peter, do you love me more than these? Well, what is, what is this these? Well, if you remember a few weeks ago, Jesus had just finished the Last Supper. And we're going to take place in communion and he taught them how to take place of communion in the Last Supper. And there he, he, he announced, hey, Judas, you're going to betray me. And Judas ran out and he, he started the betrayal process. And he took the disciples and they went to the Mount of Olives. And it was there at the Mount of Olives that he said, hey, guys, tonight you guys are all going to fall away from me and be scattered away from me. And this was Peter's response in front of the other disciples. He said, Jesus, even if everyone else falls away from you, I will not fall away from you. Well, if you guys know the story, it was later that same night that Peter denied Jesus three times. Not once, not twice, but three times. Peter, one of Jesus' best friends, denied him three times. Wow. Jesus was going through probably 
what we can relate to as the hardest time any human being's ever been. Not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Not only is he getting beaten by people he loves and he's dying for, but his best friend is outside betraying him. Man, that's awful. And here Peter, he, he's among Jesus, and he had just said, Peter, or Jesus, if everyone else betrays you, I won't. I'm not going to fall away from you. A few hours later, there he is by the fire, he's betraying Jesus. And so now Jesus, he's been crucified, he's been risen again, he's, he's making his rounds, he's visiting people, and here he is, he's with, he's with Peter and the disciples, and he's like, hey, Peter, remember that time you said you'd never fall away from me, you love me the most, and these guys are just going to fall away, but you're not, and then you betrayed me? Do you still love me more than these? Do you still love me more than these guys? That, that's the first theory, and honestly, we're going to see Peter here in verse 17, he's grieved. Why is he grieved? And we're going we're gonna to see how Jesus is using this whole process to restore Peter. That's what this is all about, is Jesus is restoring Peter. But he starts with this very important question, do you love me more than these? The, the other theory is this, and I think this is where we can pull a lot of application. Peter was surrounded by things he loved. Peter was surrounded by his friends. He was with his homies, his brothers, they had spent the last three years together. I had a roommate in college, and we spent four years together. I love that dude. He texted me this morning, hey, you preaching this morning? I said, I am. He said, I'm praying for you. Like, I love that guy. I do. And we spent four years together. I got to know him, and he got to know me probably more than he wanted to. Me and his mom, we're, we're Instagram friends. We're that close. Like Peter, he loved these brothers. And Jesus says, hey, Peter, do you love me more than you love these guys? You know, what, what about fishing? You see, fishing was, was two things to Peter. Fishing was one, it was his career. Before he followed Jesus, Peter was a fisherman. Peter, Peter that's the way he made money. That's the way he made an income. That, that was his job. It was what he loved to do. It's, what, it's the way he provided for himself. And Jesus asked him, he says, hey, Peter, do you love me more than you love your job? But not only was fishing his job, fishing was his hobby. Fishing is what he enjoyed doing. He said, hey, Peter, do you love me more than you love your hobbies? You love your things? Hey, Peter, do you love me more than these? These fill in the blank. And I think this morning, we can replace Peter's name with our name. You know, if Jesus was to come over for Sunday afternoon lunch today, and he said, hey, Thomas, do you love me more than these? You know, and I don't know the answer to that for you guys, but you do. And that's why it's an honest, heart-searching question. Do you love Jesus more than your job, more than your family, more than your friends, more than anything this world has to offer? Do you love Jesus more? Do you? You know, it's interesting. In, uh, in Luke 14, in verse 26, 27, Jesus is going through the cost of discipleship. And Jesus says this, he says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoa, 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 I thought the Bible said we have to love people. It does, and that's, the Bible's not saying you have to go hate your family. That's not what it's saying, but it is saying this. If you love your wife, if you love your children, if you love your family, if you love anything over you love Jesus, you can't be his disciple. 
Because Jesus needs to be number one. Do you love him? Is he number one in your life? That doesn't mean you don't love your wife, you don't love your family, you don't, yes, you love them, but you can't love them more than Jesus. You see, Jesus is never going to let you down, your wife will, your husband will. I've let Lori down, it's true, but Jesus will never let her down. Your kids, they'll let you down, but Jesus never will. But if you love them more than you love Jesus, now you're going to have an issue. Now you're going to have this fight. My kids want me to do this. My, my wife wants me to do this. But Jesus doesn't want me to. But I love them more. Now you've got a big issue. You see, you can't serve Jesus if he's not number one in your life. So I come back to this question. Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? I don't know what the these is in your life. But do you love Jesus more than fill in the blank? Money? family, job, career, whatever it be, is Jesus more of a priority or is these the priority? We'll continue on. That's the first point. Do you love me more than these? Verse 15 says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. The second point we want to look into, this is kind of where my youth pastor side comes out. Is Jesus your homie or your one and only? Is Jesus your homie or your one and only? Now for us to fully understand this passage, what is this passage really saying? We have to understand the love that is talked about in this passage. We, we must understand the love that's being talked about. Now in the, in the Greek, there's three different forms of love. If you're familiar with it, that's great. Maybe not. I want to share that with you. The first love that is mentioned, not, not in this passage, but that is known in the Greek is, is this eros kind of love. Now this is, it's referring to a sexual or physical and intimate type of love. Now Jesus isn't referring to that here. That's not what he's referring to. So we don't have to worry about that one in this passage. There's two others that we do need to understand though. There's a phileo type of love or a, a philos type of love. This is a friendship or a family relationship type of love. I personally, I call this one the homie love. You know, I got, I got my boys. My boys are back at school. You know, I, I had a lot of good friends in college. Um, I, I had all the boys. You know, Saturday are for the boys. That's right. You all want it. Yeah, you guys know. That's what's up, Justin. And uh, that's kind of like a my age thing. Like, Saturdays are for the boys, but it's kind of a joke. All right, moving on. I had to explain it to Pastor Mark. I was like, yo, Saturdays are for the boys, but his last name is boys. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Good, got to laugh. Sweet. Yes. All right, so now we got this phileo type of love. And it's this, it's this homey love. It's your brotherly love. It's your, it's your man, I, I love my friends. I love them. I have, I have guys back at college that, man, I, I love them. They're my brothers. They're my homies. And all of, us, all of us have homie loves. You know, we got, we got friends that we love and we're, we're excited to see. We have, we have uh, uh, family love. Like, I love my sisters and my brother. And uh, we have people that we love. But then we come to this third type of love. And this is an agape kind of love. And maybe you're f more familiar with agape love. Agape love is this. It's a deep, committed love. It's unconditional it's the highest affection, it's intense, it's full, it's complete, it's the highest form of love. And for us to understand what Jesus is saying, what's going on in this passage, we have to understand what loves are being used. 
you see in verse 15, um, we see Jesus is saying, Simon, son of John, do you agape love me? Is your love for me unconditional? Is your love for me your highest affection? Is your love for me more than anything else? And Simon Peter's answer is this. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo love you. Lord, you know we're homies? Lord, come on, you're asking if I love you? I saw you on shore, I jumped out of a boat, and I swam to shore so I could see you. You're asking if I, of course, you're my homie. No, 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 Peter, Peter, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. You asked him a second time, Peter, am I your highest love? Is your love for me unconditional? Is your love for me deep and affectionate? Peter's response, God, what, what are you talking about? Jesus, we're homies, you're my brother. No, 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 Peter, you, you don't understand. Is your love for me this deep, committed, unconditional love? And that's where we're going to look at, is Jesus your homie or your one and only? The love that Jesus wants from us is an agape love. It's a love that's unconditional. It's a love that no matter what happens, you're saying, Jesus, I love you no matter what. Whether I lose my job, whether I lose my family, whether I lose my house, whether I lose my cars, whether I lose everything I own, no matter what happens to me, Jesus, I'm committed to you. You have my love. Or is it, hey, Jesus, we're homies, you know, but if you offend me, if I don't get that raise at work, you know, I'm going to blame it on you. Yo, yo, Jesus, if, if, uh, if things are going well, you know, I'm going to love you a little more. I'll go to church if things are going well. You know, if my family's doing well and my finances are good, then I'll love you, Jesus. No, 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 that's not the love Jesus wants from you. And let me tell you something, that's not the love Jesus gave to you. Imagine if Jesus' love was conditional. I, I can't imagine anyone he'd go to the cross for. He sure wouldn't have gone to the cross for me if his love for me was conditional. Because I've let him down time and time and time again. But yet Jesus has an unconditional love for me, and he has an unconditional love for you. So much so, he took that love to a cross to die for you. That's how much Jesus loves you. Does Jesus have that save, same love in return? Then it brings us to our third point, and this will be our last point for the morning. This is a restoration point. Have you been restored in your love for the Lord? Like the little rhyme I got going on? Thanks. Have you been restored in your love for the Lord? Why, in verse 17, we're going to see Peter was grieved. We're going to ask ourselves, why was Peter grieved? Verse 17, will you read it with me? He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, all right, feed my sheep. All right, you love me? Feed my sheep. See, Jesus, what he was getting out all along was a restoration. Why was Peter grieved here? You know, I believe Peter was reminded of the time he let Jesus down. Peter was reminded, man, I let Jesus down. On the night where Jesus needed me most, I let him down. And he was grieved. He was burdened. Why did, why did Peter answer, Jesus, you know that I love you, but a phileo type of love. I think, I think he might have even been embarrassed 
man, Jesus, I can't say I love you unconditionally because I literally just let you down. I betrayed you. Man, Peter, there's a disappointment. There's a grieving in his voice, and he says, Lord, you know I love you, but he's also reminded. Three times he was asked, do you love, or you were with Jesus, weren't you? You were with Jesus, weren't you? No, I swear, I saw you with Jesus. Time and time again, Peter said, no, no, no. And here he is before Jesus, and Jesus said, hey, Peter, you love me. You love me. You love me. You know, and Peter, he's grieved here, and he says, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. You know I do. Then the most important thing he says, after every time, feed my sheep. Verse, the first time in verse 15, feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. Peter, if you love me, I am then going to have you exalted to a position of authority and leadership. If you love me, go feed my sheep. You know, I don't know about you, but I know in my life, I felt like there's been times where I needed to be restored in the love of the Lord. Man, I felt like I just couldn't do anything right. Continually, I let the Lord down over and over and over again. It just seemed like, I, 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 how could he love me? I remember there was one time I was, I was talking with a teenager about salvation. He understood the gospel. He got it. It made sense. But he looked at me and he said, Thomas, I just don't get it. How could God love me after everything I've done? How could he love me after time and time and time again? I've messed up. I've failed. How could he truly love me? I don't know about you, but I've been there. How could God still love me with an undying, a committed, a genuine love for me after I've let him down time and time again. How, how, how is this possible? And Peter, he's sitting there, he's probably ashamed, he's, he's grieved, he's disappointed. God, how, how could you love me? And God comes to him and he restores him right there and he says, Peter, feed my sheep. In front of all the other disciples, all the other disciples knew Peter failed. All the other disciples knew Peter let him down. But God said, hey, Peter, I got a bigger, I got a better plan for you. If you say you love me, go feed my sheep. Go feed my sheep. You know, I don't know about you, but maybe you're sitting in here and you're saying, man, I've let the Lord down. Jesus doesn't have my number one love. You know, maybe there's some things in my life I love more than the Lord right now. It, it, it is a disappointing thing to know Jesus who loves you more than anything you haven't give, been given him your full love. But I have good news for you this morning. Jesus wants to restore you. Jesus has a plan for you. Jesus has big things in store for you. But you must first, must first, the order is this, you must love me more than these. Is Jesus your number one love? Is he your number one love? Do you have an agape love for him? And if you do, he's looking to restore you. He's got big plans for you. So I want to ask you this question. How are you doing feeding a sheep? Are you going out? Are you serving other people? Are you loving other people? Are you showing the love of Christ to everyone you meet? Are you serving in the church? Are you finding ways to be involved? Or are you just going, by the, going with the flow? Man, God could never love me. I've let him down time and time and time again. I, I, I just can't do anything right. I'm not going to serve him. No, no, no. God wants to restore you to a position where you are feeding his sheep. Are you there? Maybe you say, man, I do love God. God's my number one priority. Well, then awesome. Are you feeding his sheep? 
Are you, are you taking time to serve him? Are you taking time to do what he has called you to do? If not, today is the day of restoration. Today is the day you say, Jesus, I love you more than anything. And because I love you more than anything, I'm going to find a way I can feed your sheep. I'm going to start serving. I'm going to start loving more. I'm going to start giving more. I'm going to start doing whatever it is you want me to do. And it is when you come to that point, Jesus is going to use you more than you ever thought possible. You take a look at Peter through the book of Acts. He goes and he does amazing miracles. He, he heals people. He, he preaches the gospel. He sees thousands saved. Why? Because he was restored after he let God down. Jesus came to him with the question, do you love me? Peter said, Jesus, you know we're bros. No, no, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter, who was grieved, he said, Lord, I love you. Peter realized that day, even though I've let him down, I'm going to give Jesus my love. And when he gave Jesus his love, his devotion, his one and only, he was able to go feed his sheep. My qu two questions for you this morning is this. Do you love him? Do you love him? More than anything in this room, more than anything in your life, do you love him more? And secondly, if you do, how are you feeding his sheep? How are you serving him? How are you going forth? How are you, how are you showing that you love him? It's that simple. Do you love me? And if you do, how are you feeding my sheep? Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you for you coming to the cross to die for our sins. And Lord, I, I thank you so much for everything you've given to me in my life. Lord, I can honestly say, Lord, I love you. And Lord, people in this room, we love you. And we want to serve you. We want to see you move in ways only you can move. Lord, I pray today that you be with each and every person in here. I pray if there's someone in here that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, that today they will come to that saving knowledge and that relationship with you. And Lord, I also pray, Lord, if there's people that need to be restored in this room back to a loving relationship with you, that today will be the day. Lord, you are just one prayer away. And Lord, I love you for that. Lord, I ask that today that you show your love on each of these people's lives. And Lord, that their love for you will be evidence in their lives. And Lord, they'll go and feed your sheep today. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this time that we've got to look in your word. I pray that you bless this next worship time. And Lord, I pray we'll leave here loving you more. I love you, Lord, and I ask all this in Jesus' name.